0: In a recent post, I talked about operating from peace. Now, that's incredibly important because as human beings, we operate in a subconscious world much of the time. In fact, scientists talk about 90% of your brain activity is subconscious. So I'm responding to you, you're responding to me at a, at a very subconscious level, and we don't even know what we're doing and how we're doing it. I believe one of the incredible pieces of that is the spiritual peace. And so when a person is operating in peace, they're, they're in a good place spiritually, and they're operating what I call from peace, they give away a peace along with their words that can be incredibly powerful. By the same token, many times people are operating out of fear and there's anxiety and maybe a little bitterness or revenge or anger thrown in. All of those things impact the message to where I can be saying the right words and simply not having the impact that I want to have. Now, I was visiting with some pastors yesterday and we were talking about this and we were talking about how do you operate from peace. Now, the first thing that's incredibly important is just you getting yourself where you need to be. I've got to be able to interact with God. I've got to have that prayer life. I've got to have that surrender to where I can actually get to a place of peace. I can wordsmith. I can try to craft things in such a way to get across the right message. But if I haven't done that work of surrender, if I haven't really taken that time and worked that through the way I need to, it doesn't matter how hard I work at the words, it's not going to communicate what I want it to communicate. So the first and the most important thing is just truth. And I'm not talking about intellectual truth. I'm talking about truth in the inner man, where if I'm trying to speak to you about peace, I kind of need to actually get there. And I get there by doing a a surrender and, and walking through all of that. And so when I get myself there, then I'm able to actually give peace away. Now, an important part of that is not just surrender. But it's also surrender to a God who is able. You see, if I don't believe that he's able to be the Lord and to be the sovereign God and to handle things, then I'm really not going to be able to get to peace. So part of it is worldview. Part of it is how I see God. When I see God as big enough, when I see Him as great enough, when I see him as in control. Now there's another piece of this. And there's a religion called humanism, where it's is willing to acknowledge that God might be big enough, but we have another problem. Guess what that problem is? Even though God's big enough, he just doesn't intervene. And that's where humanism goes. It's, it's like, well, there might be a God out there. There might not be a God out there, but he's not going to intervene. So if it's going to be, it's up to me. It's up to us as human beings. So we have to figure out how to handle life on earth by ourselves. So I can't just believe that there's a great God out there. I need to believe that that God actually loves us, that he's personal to us, and that he's wanting to and willing to intervene in our lives. I need that piece put together. And when I've got those and I start to believe in a sovereign God who's in charge, it really changes a lot of things. So now I get there. I get surrendered to God. I I believe God's big enough, and I don't just believe that God's big enough. I actually believe that he wants to and is actively intervening. Now I've got the basis to operate from peace. Now I have the next step, which is how do I make good decisions? And in the current world, we really have a lot of conflict. And as I was speaking with the pastors, it's like, what do you say? When do you say it? How do you say it? I mean, do we rise up and fight? Do we become this volatile force? Do we for the sake of the gospel try to be quiet and try to submit and walk in humility and love? And and frankly, that gets kind of crazy after a while. You see, I think about the revolutionary war. If pastors hadn't joined together, if they hadn't joined with the movement, in fact, if they hadn't been leaders in the movement, there would be no United States of America. So there is clearly a time for pastors operating in peace, in love, in humility, to take stands, to walk things through, to do different kinds of things. But when is that time? And unless I am surrendered to God, hearing the voice of God walking it through, and and taking that step the way God wants me to, how am I going to know that time? And one of the things that we talked about, and I would have to come back to this, is that You know for sure. Now, notice I said for sure. There might be steps along the way until you get to this point. But you know for sure when a government or when an entity starts to command you to do things that are against the word of God. We can't go there. At that point, we have to be willing to stand. We have to be willing to stand up in a way that says, no, I can't do that. If you put me in jail, you put me in jail. I can't stop speaking. We have clear examples in Scripture with Peter and with others who said, "Uh, do whatever you're going to do to me, but I have to do what God says. I'm really encouraging you to think about this and understand that we've got to get to solid places where we're hearing from God, we're standing on the Word of God, If that means we stand in a way that's opposed to what our government is saying or doing, we've got to be willing to take the consequences. And there is a time for more radical action. But for the most part right now, we're not being commanded to do things against what the Word of God says. We're observing people simply doing things against the Word of God and allowing it and even encouraging it. In that case, what happens? We stand up. We're a moral voice. We continue to speak. We continue to speak with a clarity and preferably with one voice. All of this is very confused. It's incredibly difficult. How do we know what to do, when to do, how to do? Those aren't easy decisions, but one thing I want to bring you back to, which is where I started, we need to operate from peace, where we're surrendered to God. We're hearing His voice, and preferably one more step. You're joining with other people who are like-minded. You're praying together. You're taking counsel together, and we're walking things through step by step. When the church is unified, it's incredibly powerful. Can we walk in a place of humility and in the peace of God and operate from peace in a way that we can radically impact our world? I believe this is the will of God, and I want to challenge you to operate in that manner.